Brush is an electric toothbrush that'll change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist, a fresh whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. This weekend at the box office, Warner Brothers released the newest installment of the only successful cinematic universe outside the MCU in theaters and on HBO Max. Why? It seems our little friend Beelzebub may have had something to do with it. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 150th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And that, that really just seems like the best response to Christopher Nolan that they could have come up with. <laughs> you you did what? You're putting all the no, movies No, Chris, there. Chris, you don't understand. Do the devil made me do it. Come on. Oh, <laughs> devil in it. Spot on, Nolan. He's British, right? And that's the only th- way they talk. I just I want to confirm that he is at least British. Yeah, yeah, he's British, yeah. And that was at least consistent all the way through, uh, and it's over now. Mm. Let's rewind the tape. Let's check it back. We'll critique it. We'll do that later. All right. We'll do that in editing. Why don't you do a top five then instead? All right. The top five for this week, week 23. Can I pitch an idea for you on Mike? I'd love to. I'd love for you to do that. Every time, every week from now on, when I say... Uh, Noah, give us the top five. I want you to give me a top five list before you do the chart. And oh, it can God. be, I can be arbitrary. It could be like, you know, flavors of gum. I like least the, uh, the, the top five, uh, color shoelaces, you know what I mean? Or it could, it could be the top five, uh, you know, West wing episodes. I don't care. But would that be? Wouldn't, uh, what do you think maybe. of this live it's pitch? Worth, it's, it's worth it's worth thinking about. It's definitely. Uh, like, oh, no, it gives top five. Go, oh, of course, our top five, you know, best best westerns. Yeah, and then you just go through that, you know, <laughs> like the top five best branches of best western yeah, hotels. Best best westerns. Yeah. Oh my god, I don't know that I'm qualified to speak on that. I think it's a good idea though. We should kick it around for right. now. Let's just stick to the top five. No, I want you to make one up to try. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. All right. Top five colors of the rainbow. Uh, Strong. You're gonna go. You're gonna go blue, right up top. No, it's wrong already. Followed uh, immediately by red. So one A, one B. This is an insane list so far. Give me indigo at three. Okay. Green. Oh my! You're breaking my heart. Uh, and uh, orange makes the cut at five. Oh my god! Reverse that uh, order entirely, and maybe. Apologies. Go ahead. Apologize. Apologies to yellow and violet. Uh, instead of uh, I, it's probably orange, green, violet, blue, and then maybe yellow. All right. Uh, Terrific. Now give us top five chart. <laughs> okay. 
It's a great idea. I, de- I decline your critiques of it's my uh, impromptu top five. Yeah, I know, and I won't the, do that every time. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, opened at number one with $24 million. Number two was A Quiet Place Part Two, which made 19 and a half. That was a 59% drop from last week. Its total is $88.6 million so far. Cruella came in at number three with 11.2. That was a 47.7% drop, a little more reasonable. That brings that to 43.6 total. Number four was the opening of Spirit Untamed with $6.2 million. And number five was Raya and the Last Dragon with 1.3, a 44.2% drop, bringing its total to 53.5. All right, our feature presentation, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, the third installment in The Conjuring franchise in the one, two, three, well, Curse of La Llorona doesn't really count, one, two, three, four, five, six, the seventh installment in the... uh, in the Conjuring cinematic universe, as I said in the intro, the only cinematic universe that has worked outside of Marvel, um, open to $24 million. And so what do we make of this? Well, uh, the movie has mixed reviews, low buzz, seemingly very little marketing. We're opening it in a pandemic when 70% of American theaters are open. We just had a big horror hit last weekend. It's been... Oh my God, seven years? One week since you looked at me. I know, I left too much space there. (laughs) Um, I'll do that whole fucking song. Don't make me. Um, No, I think it's been six years, seven years since The the Conjuring 2 came out. Uh, So a lot of time has passed. That factored into, uh, you know, when you factor in the fact that The Nun, which was their most successful uh, opening weekend, 2016. Sorry, so it's been five years. Uh, the Nun was their most successful opening weekend for one of their spinoffs. That that opened to, if you recall, no, fifty three million dollars. That sounds uh, right. A huge number, and then it dropped like a you know a sack of bad potatoes or whatever the expression could be, um, to uh, because nobody liked it. And then Annabelle comes home opened on a Wednesday, J- June twenty sixth. Uh, and that made $20 million over its weekend. A little bit more, obviously, because it opened on a Wednesday, but for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 20. So, you know, the franchise has been healthier. This is true. But people were projecting, especially with the HBO Max uh, simultaneous release, like a $19, $16 million opening. So 24 is is very solid. And I, I would say that uh, I would qualify as a, a perfectly solid uh, Thing. What's surprising is the fact that it debuted at number one, but we'll get into that in a minute. But um, the budget for this was like fifty million. They they really don't go cheap on these Conjuring movies, and they generally don't have to. They make money. the The franchise is now up to I think one point eight billion, the biggest horror franchise in history. Um, and uh, and you know both the the Conjuring's in this universe are the Avengers movies. So the first two Conjuring films opened to above 40. So this is obviously a drop, but there's a lot of factors rolling in here. And I think that this is just a fine opening. I don't know if it says anything about the viability of this franchise moving forward. Um, We'll have to see, I guess, how legs do, but it's a horror sequel, so probably not great. But we'll see. Uh, The HBO Max thing obviously hurt it and whatnot, but I don't know. The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, $24 I say that Warner Brothers should take that as a... As a win, and uh, if you want to do another one in this universe, let's uh, let's cut that uh, budget down. The uh, 
the $22 million budget of The Nun or the $15 million budget of Annabelle Creation sounds uh, real nice. So, yeah, I think it's this. This to me feels very similar to the Godzilla versus Kong situation from a couple months ago. Well, that opened higher. That opened in like the 30s. Yeah, that that opened. Uh, I think I just looked it up. It's either thirty or thirty-one. Yeah, uh, but still, rel- relative to uh, you know Skull Island and King of Monsters, that's a sig- pretty significant dip. But still, when it came out, everyone looked at it as like this is a this is for sure a win. This is a real number uh, that this movie like could have made. This isn't like oh fifteen million. That's good. That's it's a it's a real opening gross and. Yeah. You know, we're moving along, but there's still there's still all kinds of restrictions and COVID factors and this and that. So, yeah, I think I think this opening to 24 million like that's that's not bad. I don't know that we need to even look forward to be like, all right, well, the next one we got to do cheaper. Maybe maybe just take it as a. uh, Just a regular win. Here's here's my pitch for your next thing, right? Yeah. We're talking about this being a cinematic universe, you know, and this being like similar to the MCU in that way. And I keep mentioning that the Conjuring is like their Avengers. Let's make it the actual Avengers. And I'm talking Conjuring 4. It's the uh, Warrens, but they're battling everyone. They're battling Annabelle's back. The Nun is back. I think in this one, it's like a cup that's haunted. That's back. Like we just all the like like the Warrens fighting Annabelle and the Nun and shit. That makes it an event. Maybe that's how we get our uh, our Here, box office. Here's, here's my pitch for the next one. Mm. Don't make the villain a haunted cup. Yeah, it's selling a. But you know, it's funny. <laughs> I think perhaps that might not draw the butts to the seats that you need. Uh, I was talking to someone who watched it today. And I jokingly said, did the devil make him do it? And they said, um, yeah, well, they were cursed by a witch, which I knew. I, I read what happened in this movie. Okay. The family's cursed or something. I don't know. I didn't read that thoroughly into it. But, uh, well, you choose just like nuns for Satan. Does that mean they're like the wives of Satan? Yeah, yeah that's kind of that's what I was getting at. I think some are. I don't know if every nun wants to be, every nun, every witch wants to be tied down to Satan, you know, forever. Sure. Not all witches are evil. You know what I mean? There's Glinda. That's a fictional one. I meant more real life. Um, but this. <laughs> witches don't exist, Brian. <laughs> that's not true. But this person, I mean, it, you know, it varies based on like how magical we think they are, but like witches exist. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ma- magical you know. witches yeah, don't exist. But witches exist. <laughs> Um, but Dickens exists. this, uh, this person said, uh, yes, well, no, they were cursed by a witch. And I said, ah, so the witch made them do it. <laughs> we're talking. But that's, you know, the witch enabled the demon to come in, but I'm like, that's not, that's, I mean, I know that like the name of the movie is that that's the court argument, right? Is that's yeah. what he says in the record and all that kind of shit. But it is funny that at the end of the day, no, he didn't. Let me let me ask you this, I, uh, and I guess it's not really so much a question for you, just a oh, revelation about myself. Is this even a question? Uh, it will it will be. It'll okay, be a question of do you agree? I, uh, I I feel like the Conjuring movies are kind of my biggest like 
cultural cinematic blind spot. Hmm. They're a big deal. There's a bunch of them. Hmm. They keep coming out and people keep going to see them. Like you said, it's our only other successful cinematic universe. Cinematic blind spot. And this, it's not a question of whether you agree that's true for me, but do you feel that way ever? That there's just this whole thing going on that you have no relationship to? I guess. I feel that way about like the, um, like the Star Trek movies and like, uh, sometimes like the old Superman and shit, like those kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. I I, I meant like, I meant like present. You meant current. Uh, oh, I feel. You know what I feel that way about uh, that I, I've uh, the Jackass films. Okay, they're coming out with four. Yeah, right. The final one, as they say, which makes sense. They're all going to die soon, um, and they're old. But uh, the final one, they're huge hits, and like they came out when I should have wanted to watch them, but I found all those people to be repugnant. But sure. uh, but That's every, fair. but even people that I, I mean, Spike Jones like did the show with them. He's a producer. He's like yeah. with them when they do the stunts and like. People I respect on, you know, whose film opinions I respect and shit love the movie. They find them hysterical. And I'm just like, okay, maybe they're funny. I just, I don't know. That's a big one for me. Because Johnny Knoxville recently had like this interview. And I was like, boy, I just really have no, no connection to those movies. A a couple of them do get a little, uh, do get get kind of funny. I've seen the first two. Yeah. Never really watched the show. I think what it is is that like I have no interest in like a bad grandpa mm, because that's like, like that's just, no. It's just that like he get, he gets into like grandpa makeup and then like goes and fucks with other people and then it's at their expense. I see you like him, but Jackhead is at, is at its best when I'm like, hey, I'm Steve-O, and they're I gonna hit you. me with a garbage can really hard. You know, and then they do, and it's just like, oh, that was kind of funny. You know what's you know what I think it was is because like all the kids in like middle school and high school who liked those guys were fucking douchebags. Sure, you know what I mean. Like you just you know who I'm talking about. Like they were just the worst, and so I was like, well, if they're like them but older, why do I want to watch that? You know what's what you mentioned like them doing pranks that humiliate other people. I think yeah. that's what I really found. Ref- well, that's one one of the things I really found refreshing about Bad Trip, the Eric Andre okay. movie, yeah. was because his pranks aren't out to embarrass people; they're to embarrass him him and get their reaction to it and often it's at a time where he needs help so they're offering help it really paints humanity in a really nice light like people are trying to help they're concerned and so he's the butt of the joke not like wouldn't it be funny if i you know acted like i was stealing this person's car uh with my dick and instead it's like you know, in the Eric Andre one, he's like the first prank is he's working at a car wash and he sees this guy comes in and he sees the girl. The whole thing is he's trying to get this girl back. He sees this girl. He's new, new since high school and he's cleaning this guy's car. And he's like, oh, my God, that's her. And the guy's like throwing out of him. He's like, oh, that's so cool. What are you going to say? He's like, I don't know. Should I say something? It was cool. Yeah, go for it. Who You know, who knows? And they're being all nice. And then he's cleaning his car. And then the vacuum gets stuck on his jumpsuit and rips it off entirely. So he's naked and he's like, help me. What do I do? And the guy's like, what? I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? And, and, and like, that's, that's a very endearing side of prank comedy that we don't see as often. You know, the guy being like, I'm a fool. What do you do? You know? Right. Uh, it's also just a very delightful movie, but uh, yeah, Jackass is a big one for me. Okay. Um, 
Good answer. We both have good answers. Yeah. Uh, opening in opening open last weekend in uh, in their second weekend, A Quiet Place Part Two, nineteen and a half this weekend, a drop of fifty nine percent, eighty eight total. Uh, it'll be the first uh, film to cross a hundred. Sorry, Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. This one will get to it first uh, by the end of this week. So all week, this has been posting higher weekday numbers than the first Quiet Place. Like very strong okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday numbers. So people were expecting a big, a nice hold. You know, the last one opened to like 50 and then had made like 30-something in weekend two. That was just unfathomable, right? But, sure. And so people are like, well, this one didn't. And I like that of the news reports I've seen – they haven't been most of them haven't been like a disastrous drop because you could look at 60% and just go oh well that's not good i mean with you that's a big number right this isn't it is. but on the on the other hand like you can't compare it to the first one that was a novelty film it was a big word of mouth hit this is a highly anticipated sequel those by definition drop harder right you right. also had the holiday weekend which we've talked about that it's best to open a movie the weekend before so that you have an extra day that counts as part of your total. The next weekend, it helps your, your sophomore bump. This had an extra day on opening weekend, which means it had a full day of people being able to see it that might have waited until weekend two because they missed it on the weekend, right? So that's right. a factor. Also, The Conjuring. It's also a horror sequel. Granted, Quiet Place is PG-13, more accessible. Conjuring's R-rated. But The Conjuring, no, it took away a lot of uh, um, uh, premium screens. Yeah. And IMAX yeah, there's screens. Plenty, there's plenty of crossover there. So there's plenty of crossover. Sequels drop harder than originals. That's just how the game works. Um, did I expect it to drop less? Yes. But we're in a very new marketplace or we don't know how trends are going. So I will take a $20 million second weekend. And also, you know, this is fun to say this again, 19 and a half million. If it had opened that last weekend, we'd all have been like, well, that's great too. You know, it just overperformed last weekend. Right. Right. So uh, 88, it'll be the first movie of the pandemic since February to break a hundred million leading into its third weekend, uh, where it might also get crushed by in the Heights. We'll see. But um uh, I think Scott Mendelson of Forbes reported that if it acts like a healthy, also Memorial Day movies, notoriously front loaded. And I think it has to do with the Monday being available. But anyway, he said if it if it acts like a healthy uh, Memorial Day release, it should get to 140, which I think is just like golden. You know, the first one made one 180, but like 140 right now. I mean, that's just yeah, that's great. Again, that's a very real number. Great numbers. Uh, Cruella, you said made 11, it dropped 47, 43 uh, total. Uh, that's a good drop. Again, this movie is available to buy. Um, uh, we'll see how it holds up next weekend. I think that'll be a bigger test. Uh, coming off a holiday weekend, you're just going to drop harder. But um, but 43, so let's say it gets to over 60. I mean, in a pandemic, you know, alongside a movie that's going to make 140. I think that's fine. And it apparently Disney is happy with their Disney Plus because they have commissioned a sequel to the film with the original director and the original writer returning. No word on the cast, but I cannot imagine they don't throw money at Emma Stone and she does it because she should. Yes. Um, uh, I also uh, am seeing a report here that it will be called uh, Cruella the DeVille made me do it. It's very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, that should be like one of the spinoffs, right? With like, uh, oh, like the the like a Carrie style, not Carrie, like uh, Annabelle. But yeah, like, but what's the what's the what's the what's the evil car? Christine. Oh, oh, sure. I, I more meant we actually mean Corella Deville, but it's like someone else. It's like Winston. Okay. The Deville made me, you know, Corella Deville made me do it. Anyway, yours. Is I got gotcha. you. Um. But uh, also, A Quiet Place Part 3, March, I think, 31st, 2023. So keep an eye out for that as well. The two sequels greenlit, so that's, that's good news. But as far as the overall box office, I do want to mention that two movies that are competing for the same audience, that are both sequels, um, making good money together shows healthy growth. So hopefully we're that's continuing. Hopefully we are continuing in that direction i don't have any spotlights so um let's go right to the game all right it's time to play everybody's favorite game did it it make make more more or or less less than than open open water water. (laughs) we all know how to play i name a movie you tell me whether it made more or less than open water at the box office yeah for a bonus point you can tell me what year the movie came out are you ready to play i am for anyone who doesn't know open water a uh, movie about a couple like a scuba diving big Sundance movie that year back when like uh, independent films could open at Sundance and then make a big hit, but uh, directed by nobody starring nobody, but two a couple go scuba diving and they, they get, I don't know, distracted or just away from the group and the group leaves without them. And then they, uh, they pop up and like, where's our boat? And it's gone. Yeah. And then uh, sharks start surrounding them and shit happens. And I l- really liked it at the time. I still think about the ending. Very upsetting ending. Yeah. I got to watch this movie again. You didn't I like did not, it. You I, did I not like it. And it, it seems like it's up your alley at this point, right? I, know, I mean, it's it seems just like I should like it. Yeah, we should watch it. Again. I remember it being very scary. You know, I, I don't like sharks anyway. I'm not a big fan of the ocean in that regard. But uh, it's very scary and, and, and haunting. And truly, you know the ending I'm talking about. It's just like, a yeah. boy, oh boy, what a shot to end the movie. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. It's a creepy little thriller. It's probably, you know, less than an hour and a half. So uh, check it out when you can. All right, what are we doing? All right, your first film mm-hmm. is 12 Strong. <sighs> do you remember 12 Strong? Uh, yeah, I do. The Horse Soldiers of... Okay, it took me a minute. The Horse Soldiers, what was that tagline? It was originally going to be called Horse Soldiers, which I maintain is a better title than 12 Strong. Than 12 Strong? Sure, because 12 Strong is meaningless. Horse Soldiers, you're like, what is Horse Soldiers? Uh, 12 Strong, the declassified true story of the Horse Soldiers. The declassified, fuck you. The declassified fiction story. (laughs) Like, they say the declassified true story. The declassified made-up story. Uh, it was so real, this made-up story, that the government classified it for a time. Uh, that made more. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, what you want to go for that bonus point. What year? Yeah. Shit. 2018? Nailed it. All right, perfect. Two points oof. right off the bat. Oof, oof, oof. Just need, just need one more to chalk up another win. <sighs> uh, yeah, your recollection of 12 Strong was much stronger than mine. Uh, yeah, it was about twelve. Say it was about eleven stronger mm-hmm. than mine. I. Uh, so nice you gave yourself one strong for not remembering the movie. Yeah, well, I got there. Okay, this is one out of twelve. That's pretty bad. Right. Our second film is local favorite, The Marine. 
No, tell the story of the Marine and our relationship with it. Well, uh, around the time the Marine came out. uh, 2006? Is that right? Is that your official (laughs) Oh, I forgot. (laughs) No, but we were in high... Yes, it is. Okay, yes, you got the bonus. Okay, point. great. Yeah, yeah. 2006, so we were sophomores right. at that point. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a big wrestling head and John Cena's in a movie. Uh, so we went and saw it and uh, it was really bad and he wasn't very good in it and there's a very funny scene where he goes, "But I'm a marine." <laughs> and that was just one of those lines that just stuck with you. We and, said like, that so often. There's no, there's no way to make it as funny as it was. No, but he was yeah. like shocked that he couldn't get his but i'm a marine like what are you even saying right now yeah yeah uh was that the one where the kid was yeah, playing a, a video fun. game spawned, uh, it was a bad movie was another one with... quite the franchise though yeah yeah well like seven movie. of them Isn't it, was that the they movie we saw where that kid was playing like his nds or something i don't remember i don't know did, did that might have been gridiron gang did i get you a poster did we get it for ian yes. Yeah, like it was Ian, a secret Santa gift. I think Ian gave it to you, but I made him get it. So okay. I was like, this would be very funny. Uh, and you have that poster above your bed, which I think is very sweet. <laughs> Where else am I going to put it? Um, you made your own macaroni frame, which I think is odd, but all right. Uh, all right. So the that, macaroni first, too. That made less than open water. Unfortunately, it did, yes. Uh, I thought the fact that it spawned quite the franchise, will, but all of those were not theatrical. Yeah, but they're still making Open them. Water spawned uh, franchise. Excuse me. They have at least a sequel to that too. Yes. Uh, all right. So four points so far. Crushing yeah. it. Going into our final film. Uh-huh. St. Vincent. Oh, I saw this movie. Um, this is not a music documentary. About who? The singer Saint Vincent. Yeah, no, I got it. I'm trying not to. This is a bad idea. I'm getting out of here. Um, I went to the Open Water Wiki page to get to the sequels, and then I was like covering the paragraph ahead, and I'm like, wait, it might say what it was, and then I clicked out of it. Um, I'm gonna say Saint Vincent was not a hit. I'm gonna say they made less than Open Water. Ooh, it made more. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, oh, God, I was really worried you were going to go perfect on the second. Well, I might not get perfect here either. St. Vincent, 2014. No, you got that. Oh, great. One bonus point. That's five out of six for a dominating win, can, a decisive win. Can you look up uh, open water sequels? Yeah. How many were there, what they were called? They, I bet they all had like some dumb subtitle name. I, let's see. Just Googling. Uh, open water google fills in open water two adrift yeah and open water three cage dive <laughs> why is it why is that the the go-to for every shark sequel oh i guess i guess 35 meters or whatever that was called was the first one seven the first one several more meters the, than that. the first one was also a cage thing yeah so uh adrift came out in 2006 cage dive came out in 2016 whoa good lord Back when shark movies were having their resurgence. Yes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, well done. Thank Big you. win. Uh, and I will move right along to Come and Gone from a theater near you. Brian, are you ready to go back in time? Yep. All right. Uh, no particular rhyme or reason to this one. It just impressed me. Uh, it's also possible we've done this weekend before, but I uh, 
I like I, I like I like this one two punch. We're doing uh, 2012. It's week 23, June 8th. Uh, wow. Two movies. 2012. Yeah. Ha ha ha! All right, it was Avengers Summer. Men in Black had come out. Men in Black Three, excuse me, to the Third Jeez. Power had come out the week before Memorial Day. So what else was in the works? Hmm. It wasn't like the Despicable Me. No, those were all. Those I think were all Fourth of July. Maybe the first Secret Life of Pets, but I think even that was later. And I don't know if that was 2012. All right, give me a clue. I should get this though. All right, uh, we are looking for a sequel and a prequel. Uh, we'll start with the sequel. It is a family film. Oh, the prequel is really throwing me off. The family film, is it live action or is it animated? It is not live action. Pixar wouldn't go that early. So it's got to be DreamWorks. I really like can't imagine it was Despicable Me, which is Illumination anyway. All right, let's go to DreamWorks. Oh no, Hydrainer Dragon Two? No, Kung Fu Panda Three? No, no, no. I know that's not it. Shut up. Okay, I. <laughs> that came out in January to coincide with the Chinese New Year. You are. On the right track, it's DreamWorks. in a sense, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, 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 but you're on a uh, your Kung Fu Panda three guess was further along the right. Madagascar, track. Europe's most wanted. Yes, yeah, Madagascar three, yeah. Europe's most wanted. The best Madagascar Zebra dresses film. up in an afro. The best Madagascar film, Noah. Okay, truly a ton of visual fun. You'd even like it, probably. I haven't seen I it believe in a while. You. Maybe you won't. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, that opened to December. I'm going to say like 40. Oh, God. Am I going too high? I'm going to say 48. I think it's high, though. Uh, no, that's low. Uh, mm. And this is, in fact, the weekend chart. I double-checked. Uh, uh, Madagascar yeah, 3 opened to 60. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now onto this prequel business. Yes. I can't believe all those Madagascars were huge hits and they never even like thought of before. Like fourth one wasn't even like, you know, they're developing. It just was yeah. gone. Uh, I guess the penguins fl- spin off flop, but um, all right. Prequel. Did we see this prequel? Uh, yes. We saw the prequel. Did we like the prequel? No. Wow. We really didn't. Oh, is it an X Men film? No. Oh. I. Damn. I'm now. You're not sure it was a prequel. Confirming. I. I'm pretty confident. He's real. I thought that was a joke. He's not even sure it was a prequel. What could be kind a, of a prequel? It's sort of. It's 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 certain. It's certainly a. It's a. It's a spinoff at the very least that explores the origins. Of whatever was going on. <laughs> what? Snow White? You know what I mean. 
Uh, Snow White no. and the Huntsman? No, think more uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi. We got the Matrix. You got the Star Wars. You got the Star Trek. You got the uh, Wi-Fi. You got the uh, space. Think, think scarier. Ooh, spooky sci-fi. Oh, Prometheus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is Prometheus. That is a That's prequel. A prequel, right? Uh huh. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. I mean, it's a very clear timeline. No, I don't know. You're getting this confused. <laughs> um, who can say? At the end, we see a alien, and it's like future form, little baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Remember, one great scene in that movie. Yeah, but and I don't say that to be like there's only one. I mean, like one, like that's a great scene. You guys knocked that out of the park. Yeah. Um, the rest of the movie is super weird. Yeah. yeah, great cast though. Remember when we thought Alien Covenant would be good? Uh, I don't remember you ever thinking that. It had a good trailer. I was oh, into the trailer. Prometheus had a good trailer. Sure. Um. Warner Brothers knows how to market their shit. That opened well. That's why they made another one. I'm gonna say that. Op- I'm gonna say that opened a 48, 51. Yeah, so that was much closer. Uh, that opened well. It did, and that's uh, that's all we got that weekend. Just a, a a big a big top two, 60 and 51. That's all we got in our show. We're done. Um, next week in the Heights, Noah. Yes. You had an early reaction. I'm pulling it up now. That come out next week? Yes, Noah. Next I week. Thought it, I thought it came out in two weeks. In the Heights. No, next week. In two weeks, Luca comes out on Disney Plus only because Disney doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, that's so weird. I've been so prepared for that to be released. In two weeks. No, but we might watch it on the Friday after next, so just prepare for that. Oh, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Uh, hold on, it's loading. Noah predicted so you all could pay attention. Um, no, I've got the thing up, if that's what you're... Yeah, uh, yeah, you're go ahead. You said four, yeah. $45 million opening weekend, but when did you predict that? Uh, December 16th. December 16th, 2019, everybody. Yes. Look at that. So uh, look out for that. Noah said 45. We'll see if that remains true. Um, recommend a movie for the fine folks. All right. Uh, this is just going to be a sort of uh, off the books casual prediction. Uh, okay. Much higher. I'm in the bag for In the Heights. Okay. You know, it's also HBO Maxing at the same time. Sure. Uh, I think it can overcome that in a way that The Conjuring 3 cannot. Because it seems like fun for everybody, whereas Good the conjuring the devil made me do it. No, Lovey. <laughs> yeah. Are we yeah. going to stand up and do that when he does it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually, so no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait in the hall when the movie starts. And when Jimmy Smith walks in, I'm going to slide into the theater <laughs> and say it at the same time as it. I want Jimmy Smith to get an Oscar for that line. <laughs> That's that's his film reel, you know. It's like you know, Daniel Day Lewis for the heart and the face, and you know, Jeremy Irons for the soul of a man, and Jimmy's, and it's like him going like, "You swore to me you would take my name," and then it's Jimmy sits for in the heights, says, "Good morning, stop," and then it just cuts to his face, and he's like, hey. "Everyone claps for him." 
Oh, you silly man. They don't show clips at the Oscars Well, anymore. that's because they're stupid <laughs> and wrong. It's all wrong. Uh, Brian is actually speaking directly to Steven Soderbergh. They're in the same room. Yeah, he's filming me on an iPhone. I don't like it. I don't know what he's doing. I say to him, what's, what's it about, Steven? And he's just shrugging. Like, he's got a big secret to him. He's giggling to himself. It's really annoying. Have a heist movie coming out in a few weeks. Soderbergh? Yeah. I don't know. You have on a heist max, movie coming out? What did you think it was called? No, I said on the max. On HBO it's max? got a title. That's the That's the title? No. Sorry, there is talk- no title. It's, it's, it's hard because you're in my ear and he's trying to talk too. Do you have one coming out? All right. While you do this, I'm going to recommend you a movie. Just to tell me. Folks. He's doing the secretive like whisper thing again. He's not telling me. He's a little finicky. All right. What do you got? I. Uh, so this is kind of bridging the gap between a streaming movie and a theatrical movie. The Bridget, Bridge to Terabithia? No, uh, Bridgerton, the show. Bridgerton. <laughs> Watch all of Bridgerton. It's sexy and very watchable. Uh, no, we just saw this movie in theaters the other night, and it fucking rules. And uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark can dun, be found dun, dun, on uh, dun, 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 what's it, Paramount Plus? That's what it's called. Dun, dun, I almost said Peacock Plus, yes. but that was combining the two things. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, it's a perfect film, and I uh, think you should watch it either on Paramount Plus or maybe it's in an AMC theater near you. Ch- take a look. It is. It's very, very good. Uh, it's just like one of the better action films uh, you'll ever see. And on a big screen, it just like it puts you right back into just seeing an opening night. You know what I mean? Just like it, it takes me right back to opening night. No, but Raiders it puts you. What have I always said is that like there are movies I would want to be in the crowd for. Yeah. Right. And this puts you in that scenario where like this is what people saw and they didn't know the boulder was coming and they didn't know this they didn't know that it's all new to them and it's just like it's great though as a counterpoint i don't i don't know this to be true but i think it's very possible that when raiders came out the first time they did not yet have butterfinger bites you really dug you really just dove into that box <laughs> it was a good box of bites <laughs> truly just do head first it i had to pull to I, had I didn't to, know what my concession I would be pull, and i saw it i had to pull your head out of that box <laughs> yeah i'll tell all right. It, yeah. No. It's uh, the Soderbergh is uh, no sudden move. It's uh, out uh, July first. Fuck yeah. So, um, all right. So is that your recommendation? My, re- <laughs> my recommendation is uh, no sudden. No, I. You know, I. I keep wanting to do a movie one like in theaters, but I don't. I don't want to just do in the heights and go see that next weekend. I already did a quiet place, so. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie that's kind of in theaters and also was just released on Disney plus for free. And it's Raya and the last dragon, uh, a solid three star affair, gorgeously animated. And I loved the, uh, mythology of the story they were telling more than, um, the comedic points of the story, you know, Aquafina, who's actually pretty decent as the dragon. There's a lot of comedy bits. And what I really noticed this time that I don't usually is like the, modern comedy references in Uh a period piece. And I really caught a few of them and they really threw me off. So does Aquafina turn to one of the elders of the village and say, okay, boomer. 
No, no, no. It's it's more of like implication of of activities. Like those. I I I honestly th- I know I know. Relax. I honestly thought about it and being like, oh, this is a good example when I was watching it, and then I I can't remember now. But however, uh, the voice acting is strong, and just again, like the actual visual treat is great. There's cool shit in it. Uh, and it would look really good on a big screen, um, but it's just not in the echelon of like great Disney animated films, but very, very solid and well worth seeing if you like animated films on a big screen. Yeah. Now that uh, I, I, in fact, will probably uh, take that recommendation. I did not realize that it was now free on Disney Plus. It just became free on Friday. Uh, so, yeah, moves it moves it right into the uh, maybe Katie and I will watch that. Uh, someday soon. I watched that. I watched Shiva Baby. I watched Plan B. I got a lot of. 20, How was Shiva Baby? Twenty twenty one movies in. It was good. It wasn't as good as uh, I. The hype made it seem like it was going to be. Twitter told me it would be excellent. I understand what Twitter told you. What I'm telling you is that it's an <laughs> hour and seventeen minutes long, and it's still a little too long. But uh, oh my, there's just not a, an, there's not enough story. There's not, a, there's not enough story in it. Is the problem? That's all. There's not enough okay. story. The performances are great. Rachel son, it's great. Uh, it's very Jewish, which I like, and it pokes fun at like these like Jewish moms and shit. They're all selling her she's too thin and all this kind of stuff. They're all talking behind people's backs. It's wonderful. It's very you know. It's not people are compared. They're, they're saying it's like it's the Jewish you know uncut gems, which is an oxymoron because there's nothing more Jewish than uncut gems. But um, but that it's like it's it's like uncut gems at a shiva. But eight crazy nights. But but it does not reach the levels of uncut gems anxiety but um there's some awkward stuff in it and she's very very good so uh again another all three of these 2021 movies were three star out of four adventures for me it was very i was always like oh i wanted this to be more but it's not but it's good so yeah they're all good i'm really i i I really think that uh, the hour and 17 minute movie was too long is no there's not enough story no i I believe it, but I that doesn't gel with pretty good to me. That is a destructive review. It's not because I'm watching it and I'm going, I'm enjoying this. They're doing a good job. There shouldn't be more than this. And then it keeps going for longer and they keep adding awkward situations. Not even that it builds on itself, but just it just continues. The movie continues and I'm thinking this needs to wrap up. We're not wrapping up. And then we do wrap. I'm like, great, we wrapped up. But there's just so it's, so it's like a really good episode of TV from back when episodes of TV were 48 minutes long. Yeah, it's it like would the be best episode of House. It. What I would say is that Shiva Baby is the best episode of House <laughs> that I've ever seen. I think that's my final review. <laughs> great. <laughs> My recommendation, Ryan the Last Dragon. <laughs> oh right. Or because the only reason it's not it's not even the best. I think the best one is probably Plan B, but maybe Shiva Baby. But Ryan the Last Dragon is the only one playing in a theater near us, so I'm assuming near you as well. And if you like okay. animated films and you want something to feast your eyes on, it's gorgeous to look at and it's uh, it's good as well. So there you go. Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Druke. I'm at Brenda Server, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. And of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Uh, 
please i just nothing at all is coming to me i always have some sort of little remark here and i'm i'm truly blank uh so uh i would appreciate it if you would subscribe What's to our podcast on one of their pla- well that sort of stood in for smart. my remark so that you, i could keep talking you, instead of you just under stopping. you understood that you i'm glad that you realized that you either had to stop talking or say about how you know I mean? you couldn't have just blown past it and jumped on to the next thing it was well something's got to happen something's happening i can't stop there, so there is no there is no next thing that's it for me my next thing is and i'm your host noah okay and i didn't and i didn't want you to be unawares and be like oh i thought there was going to be no. like a little quip no i'm fine uh, thank you for subscribing if you do so oh well, that's nice we should thank people more I don't think they anybody do subscribes, but if you do, hey, thanks. Uh, next weekend is a big one, guys. We have a movie that should be the event film of the summer. Will audiences show up in the Heights? Comes out next weekend. We're going to find out how it did. Conjuring second weekend. Does Cruella hold on to her legs? What about A Quiet Place 2? There's so many things happening. The box office is back. Let's hope it stays that way. Thank you for listening. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. See you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.